0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. The 147th edition of the Four Corners Podcast starts right now.
1: From the Basketball Podcast Network, this is the Four Corners Podcast. We win! 50, 50! North carolina wins the championship. with 20 seconds left to play goes back to michael jordan jumper from out on the left good fred brown looking right oh, way to worthy worthy five the star heels are going to win the national championship weber front court, carolina with foul he takes the timeout technical foul technical foul on michigan they're out of timeouts, and the party is ready to begin on franklin street Gets it back out to head, long outside shot, short rebounded. May it's over. Carolina has won the national championship, 89-72. And how about them Tar Heels? They are the national champion. Pump fake for three, too strong on the shot. That's it. The Tar Heels are the national Gagum champion. Love, guarded by Keels, gets a screen, pulls up for three. Got it! Caleb from straight away! Here are your hosts, Josh Marlowe and Anthony Pagnotta.
0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Four Corners Podcast. We are powered by Carolina Electrical Services. And as that new intro told you, this is Josh. Anthony is my co-host and we are back for for season two of the Four Corners podcast, season two of the, the Hubert Davis era. Uh, so I, I really hope you guys liked the new intro. We incorporated some new calls, got all the way back to 57 with the national title uh, victory. We ended things off with that with that magical uh, run that Carolina had with with Caleb Love, making that three-pointer over Mark Williams to officially retire Coach K for good. Uh do want to thank our afternoon drive host here at WFNZ Kyle Bailey for 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 doing the voiceover work uh of 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 the new intro um he he did have to to put down his you know put down his his, his guard uh KB is a Virginia Tech grad so he hates carolina uh he he doesn't
1: really hate carolina basketball but
0: though, but, right? but more importantly <clears throat> he loves us enough to where he was willing to do us a solid yep and so I do want to thank him for doing that. Really hope you guys do enjoy the new intro. I'm going to do some things hopefully during the season with the intro. Have some special edition intros depending on matchups and the such. But that will be the new standard intro for year two of the pod. Hopefully when we come back for year three, um, we'll have another national title call at the end. You're asking why are we calling this season two? What Why is it now officially season two? Carolina had live action on Friday night. We're here to recap that. We got some closing notes for you guys as well, but we start every edition, as we always do, with the Pod Thought of the Day, which is brought to you by DraftKings. Visit their website or download the app and use the promo code TBPN to use the latest offer we have from you from DraftKings Sportsbook. We go to Roy Williams, one we may have used before in the past, but I really thought – that this was a, a a good one to use now that we are where we are in in the preseason portion for Carolina basketball. Roy one time said, sometimes oppor- opportunities are dressed in work clothes. And, man, does Carolina have an opportunity this year to get back to the Final Four in a site where the last time they were there, it didn't go so well for them. That was 16. We know what happened on that final Monday night. But – They have a chance to to, to get back to the Final Four and and, and win a national championship. But with that comes a lot of work. As talented as this team is, as gifted as this team is, as deep as this team is, it's not going to be easy. This is going to be a journey. There are going to be what we hope are a lot of highs. And as we've learned through some of the the national title seasons that we've been alive for, there's also going to be some lows as well. Um, But it's the way Carolina attacks it, if they attack it with the right mindset, with the right work ethic, I do think when it's all said and done and we're looking back at this season come next April, we we will be happy with the result because I do think this team loves to work. And now the question I have to ask you is do you love to work? Because if the team's working, that means we're working, and it's right around the corner from what I like to call hashtag grind time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Who's writing more articles right now than, uh, than, than somebody else? That's what. That's exactly what I thought. You never have to question my work ethic. Okay. Okay. And if you do, I mean, look, some of the listeners were. so That's why products. I had to bring it to the forefront. Who? Name names, because they're they, they're about to find out. My name Brian. Brian. Um, Brian. What? Brian with a Y. Brian with an I. Brian with an I. His last name's White. Brian White. Brian White, that is the fakest name I have ever heard in my entire life.
0: Um, Then we have my guy, um,
1: Chad Miller. Okay, that's another made-up name. That's, and, that's uh, a guy, that's that's uh, a listener from WFNZ, and you just changed the last name. And then, really,
0: the, 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 the guy that's really wanting to question if you're committed. Here it is, is you. Is the little bro, because little bro is just... Little bro wants to be behind the mic. He's chomping. He's chomping at the bit. But I keep telling him, I was like, "Look, man, I can't kick Anthony off yeah, until he ain't gives letting, me a reason." You ain't
1: letting the guard. I ain't letting the guard down.
0: But um, nah, I'm, I'm I'm messing with you. But I did think that was a really great one to really set the tone because mm-hmm. um, Friday night was live action. So let's go ahead and dive right into the recap. And, and look, the reason why it got delayed—not a good reason. It was supposed to be September thirtieth. But because of Hurricane Ian, it got delayed a week, and that was the right decision. Yes, yes. It also felt more right that it was in October because, you know, used to be in the old days, you started practice on October 15th with the new expanded preseason schedule. That's no longer the case, so teams do start doing this type of stuff. In September. So I, for one, was upset as for the reason why it had to get moved back because I, I don't want those type of things to take place to for it to be where I want it to take place. But the, it, it, it it felt more natural with it, with it being in October. And, and, you know, the first thing, obviously, is that this was rebranded. This has been Late Night with Roy Williams. And then last year it was Late Night with HD. It was still late-night theme. Late-night
1: in HD. That's that right? what it was. Yeah.
0: And, and this year, they went with the total rebrand. And with that being live action, many people—why is it that? If you watched the team during the title run and you watched all those godforsaken interviews they did during, before, and after the game, that became his catchphrase. When talking about the way his team was playing out there was that it's live action. And so while I think we're all going to miss the late-night theme— this is a part of the program being in his image, with his personality. That's live action is is Hubert Davis. Mm-hmm. and Hubert Davis right now is Carolina basketball. And so I do think for a rebrand, um I, I, I was okay with it. It, it. it didn't go. like i I still thought it felt natural. I thought the graphics they had. Um, We're pretty nice. You know, it still felt like what it is. We've been in attendance for some of these events in years past. Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't in attendance on Friday night because we were watching our crappy baseball team, you know, not show up for the postseason. But I did think overall the feel of the night was what it has been in years past, whether they're hanging a banner like they were in 2017 or like they were last year when they were ushering in a brand new era of
1: college basketball. Yeah, no, I think it was something that ultimately was going to change. I think we all knew that, and we knew that it was going to be something that was Hubert Davis's own. It was going to be his spin on things. Uh, the thing I thought you know, was interesting just from what you first noticed is that it's live action with Carolina basketball. It's not live action with Hubert Davis. So he decided to really, I, I guess, make it more about the team um, but I guess the other thing is, is that that's first of all when you market these events, it's it's literally marketed through the university. The university pretty much picks what they want to do, and that's why Roy Williams was late night with Roy. Um, you know, I think yeah, I, I I like it. You know, I I think playing off of that phrase was very very clever by them, and I think a lot of people got into it. And it's it's a you know it's a T-shirt that people are going to want. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's an exciting catchphrase. Now we'll see is the question moving forward is, is that going to stick or is there going to be a different phrase that he's going to use? And then they'll change it to that. But, um, no, I mean, I, I definitely liked what, you know, what, what they decided to go with. And for the most part, I mean, they stuck with the same events. Um, you know, I thought the, I thought, Going to the three-point competition with the men and women's players, you know, on the same, you know, on on different teams, you know, they they had one man, one woman. I thought that was cool as well. That was a nice little change up to it. Um, but for the most part, I mean, they've kind of they've kind of done things the same way now. You know, we used to have a lot of the dancing and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of gone. It's now more about the basketball. Um, so for you know for us that are kind of there to see the basketball. I think that's very, very intriguing. And uh, you know, I th- I thought it was I thought it was fun. And I thought, you know, it was it was cool. One thing I don't know if you if you are going to mention it here. I thought that one of the coolest things was that you had Hubert with the double sided shirt yeah. paying tribute to Lenny Rosenbluth and um oh. oh man, I'm now I'm blanking on his first name. Adamola Okalaja. Adamola Okalaja. That's right. Um and he had his first name on there, uh both first names on there, the numbers. I, I thought that was just an unbelievable tribute um to two guys that, you know, passed away uh in, in that that were a big part of this Carolina family. So uh, all around just a, a great job done.
0: Yeah, no, I I definitely think that was that was a nice touch. And I think if anything really was more reinforced, reiterated. And I said this a lot last year when 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 the team was struggling and there was criticisms of Hubert Davis, which were warranted. And I'm not gonna walk him back because I felt they I felt justified to criticize. The thing about him is that when when it was time to for Roy Williams to retire and choose who he was he was trusting with the program. The obvious person from a caretaking standpoint was Hubert Davis. Of course, I thought from a coaching standpoint, that was Wes, was, was Wes Miller. Hubert Davis very much proved me wrong. And I think every day that he's been on the job, it has been a validation of that, that he was the right man for the gig mm-hmm. and, and wearing the shirt. what well, so simple, but it got the message across that, you know, we're – you know that that he's he's now he's now the godfather of the family, and it's his responsibility to make sure that we remember how important Lenny Rosenbluth is to this program, how important Adamola Okalaja is to this program, because mm-hmm. they're a very core fabric, or, or, a very core fabric of some important legacy teams in Chapel Hill, and you know those names will will we'll never die as long as we keep keep keeping them alive, and he did that on Friday night. You mentioned the three point shootout which had a men's player paired with a women's player. Also, I thought one thing they did really good was that with the live action with Carolina basketball, um, they were able to incorporate the women's team and give them a little bit more of the stage. Yeah. And that and that, that's a good thing because Courtney Banghart, um, she has done some really nice things in Chapel Hill. No doubt. And she's got this squad ready to go this year. She, she made a bold statement that she wants them to host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament next year at home. And and I do think going off what this what they what they accomplished last year, the recruiting class she's bringing in, if they take a the next step as a team, that's very much likely. Um, and so with that, R.J. Davis and Eva Hoxkin, they were the ones that won the three point shootout, taking down a team led by Caleb Love of the men's group, and then even Armando Baycott of the men's group. Um, or, or 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 a different member, um, they were both tied with nineteen. R.J. Davis's and their crew, they made, uh, there was sixteen. R.J. Davis and Eva, they they were with nineteen. Now let's get into what we all paid attention for,
1: which was the scrimmage. Oh, the skills competition. <sighs> By the way, uh, I would our, our boy Rob Landry. There's a reason why he had, he had a tough time out there. So did Seth Trimble, though. They they were missing. They they missed a lot of them. Um, that was that was that, that was funny. That that one is always weird to me, though. Like the 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 bounce pass into the fake person that has a net. I just, I mean, it's just that I've never been a, a fan of the skills competition. That's because you're not a, you're not a hooper. I used to run those drills all the time.
0: And look, there's a science to running them the correct way
1: or the incorrect way. You would literally trip over the cones on the court.
0: Look, that may or may not have been what started the the full ACL tear. There was a partial torn AC uh, a partially torn ACL before it became fully torn. We're not going to talk about that story. Sounds
1: sounds, uh, sounds irresponsible in with the medical staff
0: there. But um we're all there for the scrimmage. Yep. And the first thing that we'll we'll highlight is the players that didn't play, and we'll touch on those in a little bit later. But Caleb Love, who did participate in the three-point shootout, did not play. Puff Johnson, who we now know is, is suffering with some pain in his knee, didn't play. And Jalen Washington, who was just cleared for full five-on-five, full-court contact just a week ago, mm-hmm. didn't play. That one was the most obvious, but the white team— which was led by Armando Baycott, Pete Nance, DeMarco Dunn, RJ Davis, and Leaky Black. So basically, four year five starters. Um, they took down the blue team, which consisted of Seth Trimble, Will Shaver, Dontre Styles, uh, Dontre Styles that is, Tyler Nickel, and Justin McCoy by a score of 61 247. RJ Davis led the white team with 17 points, but it was Tyler Nickel, the guy coming off, or, or, or the guy who will come off the bench but started for the blue team, he led all players in scoring with 18 points. Let's start, though, with the guy I think we were most intrigued to see on Friday night, which was Pete Nance, because this was the first time we've gotten to see him in Carolina blue, and I think a lot of what we kind of talked about all all summer long was kind of confirmed as a guy that can he stretch the floor and shoot that perimeter shot? Absolutely. But I do think that you're going to see Carolina play a lot three around two. But if they are four around one, I do think you will see Baycott on the perimeter and Pete Nance down low. You saw that, the you know, you saw the size, you saw the length, you saw his ability to get in there and, and get some rebounds and do some things that Brady Manick didn't do, what were your takeaways from the first time we saw Pete Nance in the Carolina Blue uniform?
1: Yeah, no, I thought he was pretty good. Um, I definitely think that you're right. That's going to be a, a team that's going to run like a more traditional Roy Williams team ran. Um, but, you know, I think you, you'll start to see his range as as we get further and further into the season. I mean, here's the other thing. Remember that last year at this event, Brady Manick didn't exactly go off. <laughs> so it was like, you know, we didn't we still didn't really know what we were going to get. So there's a long way to go. There's no doubt about it. But yeah, I thought I thought he looked pretty solid. Um, you know, I, I thought that there there were a couple other guys that definitely stood out. I'll tell you another guy that to me really stood out. I thought Will Shaver definitely, I mean, for the fact that he was pretty much going against Armando for the majority of the night, I thought he looked pretty good, man. He had six rebounds. Like th- there were some quality moments from him where I was like, okay, this this guy's got something. I don't think he's going to be. Don't don't get me wrong. I think he's still got work to do to be a rotational player. But I, I I I that was more than I expected from him coming in. I will definitely say that when it comes to the bigs,
0: you've been a guy who's a little bit more. On the conservative side of him being a big-time... I'm I, a little hesitant, no doubt, no doubt. I think a guy who's been here for eight months, who's been a part... He practiced every day with the team after he enrolled in January, who's conditioned with the team since he enrolled in January. I'm not going to say I'm as surprised. I think the thing you saw is that, especially right now, because, look, he he is, he is a raw player. He is still going to be, gr- you know, hopefully growing and developing his game. What he does for this team will be energy, effort, those, those little things that Hubert Davis loves, and that that's how he's going to earn minutes because as long as Armando Bacot and Pete Nance
1: aren't in foul trouble, you're going to have a really hard time taking those two dudes off the court. Well, that's what it's going to be, man, is when they get into a situation where they need, you know, they, they have to have somebody out there as a big if both those guys are in foul trouble, which... There will be a time at some point this season that's going to happen. Probably the Duke game. That's where he's going to have to step up. And I thought, you know, for the most part, he he looked pretty good. You know, again, I think the thing that is the, that, that is the question with him is what is his offensive upside. I think he's got the frame. He can rebound. He, he, I think he'll handle physicality its can he become a guy that can consistently score for carolina
0: but i mean, i think he'll be a guy that lives off of second chance opportunities oh yeah and maybe just you know a, you know the defense loses track of him because he's you know he's a redshirt freshman and they're so keyed on doubling the ball when it goes to armando bacon or something like that we're well, like most we of his stuff will him. be bunnies
1: when we talked about him uh, i think it was in the last or maybe the maybe the addition of the podcast before that i told you that if he could become a guy like joel james i think that would be that would be a really good role for him mm-hmm. and the other night i saw a guy that could be joel james like that to me he showed me what he needed to show me the other night and that's extremely encouraging and then yeah i mean tyler nickel man there were multiple people saying it people are going to love this dude i mean i told you just from watching the three point competition like, this dude, the stroke is there. There is no doubt about that. He he shoots, He shoots. is going to have the form. Um, it's just going to be a rhythm thing for him. Yep. And I'm going to tell you, when he gets hot, it's going to be hard to slow that dude down because he can fill it up and do it quick.
0: I, I really hope Carolina fans do fall in love with him because what you saw from him and what you saw from Seth Trimble, that's Carolina basketball under Hubert Davis. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that he wants. Not saying that he doesn't like R.J. and Caleb in the way that those two guys play, but those two guys specifically, those were two dudes that he he recruited hard, as hard as any other recruit he has recruited since he became the head coach. And so, yeah, I I think you saw why he scored so many points in high school in the state of Virginia. Yeah. Which is saying a lot because of all the story talent that that state has produced over the last 50, 60 years from the high school ranks. And, and you're right. he is He's going to be a guy – that is going to be a rhythm volume score, which is something that really Carolina hasn't had. Like you've had guards and and, and front court players, you know, that that or or backcourt players that can score the ball. But they're kind of they're they're steady they're steady scores. I mean we would we would we would label RJ and Caleb as volume shooters. Because of how many wow. times they shoot the ball.
1: Yes, they are volume shooters, volume
0: scorers. But yeah. it, and and so and that's that's what Nickel is. He's a he's a three level scorer. He's going to be able to. He's he, you know you he'll develop being able to get to the rim. You would imagine with as good as he is from behind the arc, that mid range pull up game will be developed. But he's going to make his mark this team coming off the bench and shooting threes. Yeah, and, and I think this team is going to need that because. You've got to have
1: uh, be- or players coming off the bench and scoring. Well, you, st- I said it. I said it when we were talking about what the bench needs. They need that guy that is a microwave, a guy that can come onto the court and just Cook. light it up on the offensive end. That can immediately be hot. And with him, I feel like that's kind of what you saw. If he hits one shot, man. And he can he he can get into a rhythm. He can it it can really be that quick for him. He can flip that switch, and that's hopefully that's what you're going to see from him. Now look, he's a freshman, so it's it's very possible that that could have been a flash in the pan. But I don't think so, man. I think so when you watch a guy like that, where he just got into a rhythm and looked that consistent. That's that's really encouraging. And, I mean, you're talking about when was the last time we had a guy that could really light it up like that? Probably Cam Johnson. <laughs> like, it's been a while, right? Like, where you could you could honestly see a guy that could just take over a game three after three after three. Like, because th- what, what this is going to be is this is a catch-and-shoot three type of guy. We're not talking about Caleb, R.J. last year. Where it's okay, we're gonna free ourselves up and just take a you know step back shot and knock it down. We're talking about a dude that is going to create get himself open without the basketball catch and shoot and and it's been a while since Carolina's had that
0: no yeah, you, know, you know they 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 definitely have, and I think that's something where in this way that Hubert Davis is wanting to play offense. He's trying to make it easier for those guys to come in as younger players. You know, there's still going to be a learning curve. There's still going to be times where he looks like a freshman. But with this era of spacing and pacing and stuff like that, you can bring in a guy like that and put him in his natural habitat where you're setting him up to, to just come on and catch and shoot and he'll be confident and be in rhythm and stuff like that. And so I, I, I think the two guys we've heard the most all summer long were Tyler Nickel and um Seth Trimble and in uh, in terms of the incoming freshmen and I think they both showed on Friday why they're being talked about because I think I do think for Carolina to to really achieve its ultimate goal they got to deepen that bench and I think those two guys are really strong candidates to do just that. I also thought you saw some good things from DeMarco Dunn and Dontre Styles. I thought DeMarco Dunn looked really good, man. His body looked his body looked night and day from when the last time we saw him on the court against I mean, technically it was Kansas, but I mean, if we're being honest, it was a lot sooner than that because so you were you were checking out his body. I check out all bodies. Yeah, big, I big, big body guy. Yes, I, I look
1: when you have the figure that I have. You have to look at other people and admire their their, their body. That's a fair point. Um, no, but I thought. I got to tell you, man, some of his passing was just outstanding. Like, you didn't see that last year. That looked like a guy that had been in the system for a year, is now a sophomore, and took a step forward. And, and, and I thought you saw some good things from Seth Trimble, but one of the things I thought you saw with DeMarco Dunn, and if you compared him to Seth Trimble, the game looked a little fast for Seth Trimble. Especially, you know, him trying to get out on the fast break and some stuff. Looked a little out of control. DeMarco Dunn did not. That looked like a guy that has been there, that has learned some things. And I'm telling you, man, there is, first of all, I love the length that he's got on him. I mean, he is a big point guard. He's versatile, so he can play either one of those guard spots. There is a role for him on this team if he wants it.
0: There is no doubt in my mind. I think there has to be because, as currently constructed,
1: who's Carolina's backup point guard? I mean, you're a lot of people are going to say it's Seth Trimble, but my thing is, is you if if you don't have to put that pressure on him early, then don't. Like it, it, if if Demarco Dunn, look, this is not a scrub. By the way, Demarco Dunn was a four-star recruit. Like this dude can play. So I, I think. Yeah, in in an ideal world, you would want to see both of those guys kind of battle it out early in in the year. But here's the thing, I think you know what we saw the other night. You know, Demarco Dunn is probably a little bit ahead of him right now, and that's fine. I think that you you want to be like to me that was more encouraging than anything. It wasn't that, hey, both of the guys were so bad that DeMarco Dunn is just ahead of him and we're going to have to play him at point guard. No, it was, man, Edward, DeMarco Dunn did some really good things. I think this dude needs some playing time.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I, I think when you're looking at it, you know, from top to bottom, like, if you want Seth Trimble to be the best version of himself, he doesn't need to be the point guard. He'll he, he come off the bench and he will handle the ball from time to time. But you would ideally want him to be off the ball, and he's just playing instead well, they, of having to have, worry right. about running the offense, saying the defense. Because as as much as things have changed under Hubert Davis, there's still no one with more responsibility on the court than the point guard. Yep. and and so and and look, I'm not saying that it's impossible for a freshman to to thrive. Kobe White thrived as a freshman. Cole Anthony thrived as a freshman. But before those two guys, you're you're going back to really Kendall Marshall, who really thrived as a freshman, and that wasn't until he came off, you know, he
1: was a bench player the first 12 to 15 games of that year. Well, even, I mean, here's the thing, man, even if you go back to Cole Anthony, like I'm not saying Cole didn't thrive, but Cole, was Cole exactly what we thought Cole was going to be? Cole world. You know, he was, I mean, he went on to the NBA, but we thought the NBA games suited him better. There were times where he looked like a freshman, where we were like, get the ball, you got to take the ball out of his hands. Kobe White. That was just – that was a a once-in-a-generation player. And here's the thing about Kobe White. He wasn't even supposed to be that dude. When he came in, we were like, oh, we got some volume scorer from the state of North Carolina. We've had these guys before. Is it going to translate? And he was just – I mean, every chance that he got, he looked the part. And you were like, okay. But other than that, we have seen since Roy Williams got here, man, it takes time. And the the numbers back it up that these dudes – have those jumps from freshman to sophomore to junior year. So, yes, ideally you don't want this dude having to play a ton. But here's the other thing. we talk. You talk about him being the point guard. It's really the, the ball handler in the backcourt this year is going to be all over the place. There will be times where Caleb will bring the ball up. There will be times where RJ will bring the ball up off the bench. There will be times where DeMarco Dunn can bring the ball up. There'll be times where Seth Trimble can bring the ball up. There are going to be so many different dudes. And you know what? You, talk about, you talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Is that Hubert Davis, is he taking an NBA mindset to these types of things? Well, that's an NBA mindset that anybody can handle the ball. So I think you're going to see a lot of that this year. And ultimately, I think it's important because we saw it last year. I, I think... There were so many guys that had to learn how to handle the ball that even though it didn't go perfect, it it helped them against Baylor because if they didn't know how to handle the ball, Carolina could have lost that. Game. Well, and as much as it helped them against Baylor, it bogged down on them in the title game.
0: And credit to Kansas where they really took the other guys away. But, you know, you, there was so much pressure on Caleb and RJ in those – once once really Kansas got back in the ball game – and, and and so it it was really hard for those other guys to be confident when they had the ball. Uh let's let's move to the starters. I mentioned RJ Davis led the way with with 17 points. I think they the the guys that we know were turning starting Davis, uh uh Baycott and and Black because because Caleb didn't play. I think they were the same guys that we like we we know who they are. Like we've talked about Armando Baycott taking his game to the next level. Same with RJ and Caleb we haven't really talked about that with Leaky this this off season, but I I think you just saw kind of what they're going to be this year, which is a steadying force. Kayla or you know RJ is going to be a guy that I do think is going to be a lot more aggressive this year, trying to get to the rim and finishing, um, because I think that's 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 a really big part of him taking his game to the next level. We talked about that in a few editions of the of the podcast earlier this off season. So you know it's it's really hard to 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 leave a scrimmage wondering you know or really taking so much away from it this you know we we we've been in the, we've been in the gym for the team when they hung the banner in 2017 we knew going into that year kind of what that team was going to be we were also in the in the gym for 2016, 2016 2017 before we knew what that team would ultimately accomplish and then we were in the gym last year for Hubert Davis's inaugural season I think, if anything, to take away from from this from the scrimmage was, Carolina has the 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 right recipe of talent and depth and experience and explosiveness to be a team that is more than capable of competing for an ACC in a national championship.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about it, and I mean, you were without Caleb Love in this, and you still looked at like. I mean, you have the horses to do it. There's no doubt, and I mean, for them, I mean, this was, this was, this game is always really more about the newcomers and the younger bench players. Like, yeah, you want to see, you know, a little bit of what some of these your starters got. You want to see them come out and dominate some of the other guys. But at the same time, I mean, this is this is usually just a cakewalk night for them. But yes, I, I mean, all of these guys looked apart, look ready to go. Excuse me, leaky did some good things offensively. I thought, I, I think this this team is built, and I, I think the other night should give you a little more confidence about the bench group because I really do think, man, with, with Tyler Nickel, and again, you know, it, it's. You're now two scrimmages in. You've got the secret scrimmage coming up against Rutgers and all that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's okay to be excited about some of these guys. And I think both Tyler Nickel and DeMarco Dunn really, really excited me the other night with what they did. There, there is no doubt about that. I, sh- I saw some good things, like I said, from Will Shaver. This team looks I, – I am more confident leaving live action that this team will be deeper. I I was I'm not going to say I was hesitant to say that they would be 7-8 deep, but there's always that thought. In my mind there is no question that right now this team will probably be I would say probably 8 or 9 deep this year.
0: Yeah, no, and I as as we've really lamented all offseason, they have to be. You can yep. you can get to the final four with six. You can make the national title game with six. You can lead the national title game for 37 minutes with six. I don't think you can win the national championship with just six guys. That's been the biggest emphasis since the national title defeat was getting deeper. I think they've achieved just that. They'll have more chances to do that. They have a secret scrimmage with Rutgers on the 22nd
1: and then their exhibition on the 28th. By the way, two other things. Uh, One, Puff not playing, I don't know how you're – That that's a little concerning to me. I'm hoping that's more of like just – So Hubert Davis doesn't seem concerned about Love, Johnson, or Washington not playing. Well, Washington makes sense. Like, you knew they were going to go through that slowly. And look, man, I know that, that Hubert was extremely complimentary of him in, you know, I, I, I think it was a podcast appearance or something like that in the offseason – I, he's gonna be a guy that i don't know if he is a red shirt guy i i don't know if i'm comfortable saying that right now because he is just so talented he i mean he was a five star at one time but i don't in an ideal world i don't think they play him this year they kind of let him rest they let his it, that leg get strengthened back up um, because they want to avoid a situation like they went through with sterling manley you know, you you want to avoid having those issues. Um, Puff, the thing that concerns me about that is just, man, we, we've seen this happen to him so often. I mean, even even early last year. Like, most people kind of forget about it because once he got into the lineup, he never left. But, I mean, he he had injuries lingering into the middle of last season yep. that kept him from ever seeing the court before that. So, that's the only thing that I'm concerned about with him because I've already said it. I mean, to me, and I, I thought the other night, you know, Dontrez did some good things. I think Puff is your very clear sixth player. There, there is no doubt in my mind. I trust him a little bit more right now than Dontrez Styles. You you need that dude out there. And the other thing, man, we got to shout him out. I'm not going as far as to say this dude could play a role on the team. Let's pump the brakes. But how about Bo May back-to-back threes? That was, that was definitely a pretty cool moment for him.
0: Hey, Bo. Don't don't shoot bo short. We we shot Luke May
1: short and he became a UNC basketball legend. I mean it's possible. There's no doubt about it. Um you know, I I think I I saw some people though that were maybe a little bit too excited based off of two shots in a scrimmage. Although I will say that that was those things were as we used to say back in the day Very wet. Those things did not touch rim. They were straight in. Let me tell you, Bo. Bo's Bo's got good form, and so if he stop it, if he goes on to be stop it
0: now to be a guy that you know comes off the bench and pours in a solid like four points off the bench and helps us get biscuits, I'm not going to be surprised. Oh no. So, um, but but those those were some fun moments, Um, and I'm with you. I, I I do think Puff is maybe your first guy off the bench. I do think it'll be matchup-driven where there will be nights where it's it, it's more logical for Dontre Styles to come off the bench first. But Carolina's going to need Puff Johnson if they want to get where they want to get to. So with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll get you this week's ad from DraftKings that we referenced back during the pod, Thought of the Day. Then I'll come back with a few closing notes and we get out of this edition of the Four Corners podcast.
1: As if the McCrispie couldn't get any better... Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: The NFL action is in full swing here at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. We're talking touchdown, big plays, and even bigger wins. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets. If they do, if that's not enough, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever, why bet on football anywhere else? To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game, all season long. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use the promo code TBPN to get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins when you place a five dollar bet on any football game. That's promo code TBPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do really apply. You guys See show notes. All these for great eventfuls great, great offers. I've been giving you on the four corners side of things. Same for Anthony over there. On the Heel Tough Blog podcast. So also during the night, when the when the team was being introduced, uh, Leaky Black walked out with the the banner that will go up in the Smith Center for making the Final Four for the 2021-22 season. That happens. Carolina hangs a lot of banners for a lot of different things. That's I get that because a Final Four is a is a really great achievement.
1: Then, uh oh. Yep, I know where this is going. Then they they came out with some jewelry. Oh, a necklace? No, 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 not quite. Nope. We handed out rings
0: for them making the final four. And look, let me. This is going to come across as snooty, good, to, you know, snooty, too good Tar Heel fan, and that's fine. Making the final four is a great achievement. And what that team did the last six weeks surprised the heck out of all of us, and probably even themselves, because they went from out of the field of sixty-eight into the field, yep, into the final four, on the brink of the national championship. This is the best, most storied, most decorated program in college basketball. Oof. It's one of the best. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's one of the best athletic. One of the best programs, and all of college sports. Here we go. It is. Rev it up. This is a job that is more high profile than NBA jobs. I've said it before, and I will will die believing that. I got to tell you, it's probably ahead of the Knicks at this point. When you've won seven national championships and been to over 20 Final Fours, and you've won the ACC as many times, and you've put as many players in the NBA, and you've been at one seed, and you've done all those things, you don't give rings out for making the Final Four. Mm. You don't. Mm. I just wanted to give my piece, and then if you wanted to counteract this argument, counteract me so then I can come back and tell you that
1: you're wrong. Um. So I'm really tempted to counteract you just because I want to see the blood boil over there and get you pissed. But, uh, nah, nah. I, 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 yeah, I wasn't really digging that. I, I don't... I don't know. I, I I mean, is that something that's made by the Final Four? Like, no. is, is this something that happens to for, that for other a, schools? That like, was I'm not a getting that.
0: Carolina. And look, uh, Hubert Davis said he loved seeing his guys get celebrated. That's fine. We're still going to celebrate. What I you— I mean, they got the they got they you, got the banner that goes up. Look, like, yeah, you 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 added don't know. you added to the Final Four banner. You ended your rival. Yeah, or, we're never going to not celebrate that team. You didn't finish the job. Beca- yeah, because no, it, that's I'm and, and that I'm I'm
1: 100 with that you. Was on the that was the biggest one. burden
0: of the way our Final Four fell, and not saying that we would have been okay had they lost in the national semifinal, but because who, oh hell no, because who you had to beat to get to the final was more was the most important postseason game in the history of the program. But so once you go through that and look, that was that was a, it was a great win. Yep. Oh, yeah. But once you get through the aftermath, you have to realize you got
1: another game to play, and that game is for a banner. Hell, man, we got T-shirts. Man, Brady Manic was wearing it in the video that they put out. Exactly. Like, you got that. You got the banner that goes now, up that says "2022 Final Four. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, well, you Well, know. because here's my other thing. What do you do if you win a national championship? You
0: got a ring. What do you get this time? How big is that ring? Do though? you get a ring and the necklace? Yeah,
1: that's... That's interesting. So I mean, you know, I, I you're right. No, I'm 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 with you on that one. Like, I, I thought that was like, I thought like, that was kind of weird. But let, like, like this is we're gonna celebrate them. we're yeah. and
0: we're never gonna forget that magical run you gave
1: us. They didn't need. Rings. Doesn't here's my thing. Doesn't a reference on a rising podcast within the Tar Heel community? Isn't that enough for you folks?
0: I mean, you would come think on, so. man.
1: I mean I definitely thought so well, but okay here's here's the thing Can't you just can they get a plaque or something <laughs> like why rings man like I don't get that but like this is this is a thing that a lot of people do now We saw Torial football do it and I mean there are a bunch of different teams that do this I mean dude one of the one of the 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 most embarrassing things that they do at in any level of sport, is when they have the players, and they may only do this in North Carolina, when they have the players after the state championships, the losing teams stay out on the court and come get the second-place trophy. <laughs> like, that is just that is the lamest thing ever. Guys, you just lost. Some of these teams lose in heartbreaking fashion. Let these kids go back into the locker room and have a minute. Like, I, I just... It is it is weird. Like I, I'm I'm not saying they're celebrating losing, but like it, it's just I I don't understand. Like some of these guys, and I mean, look, they look genuinely happy, and that's cool. But you know, I, I think there is value to having something more to play for. And look, ultimately, the the winning a national title means a heck of a lot more than when than winning a ring. Like that's I mean, yes. you're gonna get rings, but. I just I don't know. Like I've always thought of rings in sports as championship rings, yep. and it's I'm I'm I mean like the the entire thing, not ACC championship, not you know Final Four champ. Like no, you need to win the entire thing to win. So yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I think it's if it's something that you're getting angry about. I think unfortunately you're gonna have to get used to it moving forward in a lot of sports. One last thing for you
0: guys, some recruiting. Elliot, um, Kaidu and Jaron Stevenson, they were also on campus this weekend for recruiting visits. We're gonna start seeing that 2023 class and that 2024 class really be prioritized moving forward as the high school basketball season, like the college basketball season, is just right around the corner. Let's wrap up this edition of the show, but we do encourage you guys, over to the website, HealToughBlog.com. We had you covered for the big football weekend at Miami as Carolina took down the Hurricanes for the fourth straight year. You can find the re- the recap, stock report, trench report, and Ash's analysis on there as well. This week we will turn our eyes to the battle for the victory bell as Carolina will visit Duke on Saturday night under the lights um, To as, as Carolina continues their push to win the ACC Coastal. As for the basketball side of things, we're still in preseason mode, still a little bit quiet, but you'll start to see my workload really increase um, as I start to get you ready for the basketball season. About time. As for the podcast, you know where to find us, every major podcasting platform. Just simply search the Four Corners podcast, and we will pop up. We encourage you guys to rate and review the podcast right there, review the new intro and the outro. Any, and, 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 and any other tips uh, that, that you have for us, guys. And most importantly, we encourage you, hit that subscribe button. That way you don't miss any more editions of the show during the preseason. And, of course, once we're in season mode, depending, you know, we're going to try our best like we have the last couple years, individual game previews and recaps as we take you game by game through the Carolina basketball season. This is going to wrap up this edition of the show. I want to thank Anthony for hosting with me. I want to thank you guys for listening. And, as always, go Tar Heels.
1: Get it, he's sweet in the map!